ouch, you've just realized you need to look for a new job. Where do you start and, and what should you make sure you do? Unfortunately, as a result of COVID-19, many people are finding themselves without a job. This is often a really horrible situation. So let's dive in and share some ideas with you. Some say the only certainties in life are death, taxes and change. Um, that may well be true, but are you aware that there are two types of change, chosen and unchosen change? Change that we choose ourselves, voluntary change, is of course easier to deal with, but it still has its bleak moments. Unchosen change seems to be filled with many more bleak moments, but can often have a good ending. What does all this have to do with finding a job though? Well, it depends whether you're being proactive, chosen change, or reactive, unchosen change. If you've read the lovely little book, Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson, you'll know the importance of continually assessing the situation around you. In the book, the cheese doesn't disappear overnight. It happens over an extended period of time. If you're on the lookout, you'll notice it's happening, but if not, it could take you by surprise. If you're being proactive, you'll most likely go through these five stages of chosen change. Stage one, acceptance. You feel relieved that you've made the decision to change. Um, this might last a few minutes or a few weeks, but you're ready to face the new challenges. Stage two, exploring. You begin to explore your options and try to find out as much as possible. This is often exciting and interesting. Stage three, reaction. You react to your decision and think, oh no, what have I done? Um, you may feel confused, scared or anxious. Some call this stage getting cold feet. Stage four, acceptance. You accept the reality of the change and its consequences, both positive and negative. Stage five, resolution. You are keen to make the changes work in constructive ways and try to make the most of the change. You may need to reskill and make some adjustments to your lifestyle. In your career, you'd be looking around for signs that change is afoot. Is perhaps that annual budget for your organization looking to be in deficit? So jobs might have to be cut. Is the priority or importance of your work group within the organization diminishing, possibly resulting in future budget cuts and job losses? Or are you finding it more and more difficult to get along with your colleagues or worse still, your new boss? Are you finding it harder to get out of bed in the mornings as you're getting less satisfaction from your job? All these might be signs that your cheese could be moving. This is a good time to be observing what's happening in other areas of your organization or other places you could be possibly working. This helps keep you informed and tell you whether the changes you're noticing are just in your work group or are more widespread. This is valuable information that can help you make an informed decision later on. Networking is always a good thing to be doing, but especially so if you're looking at making a move. As outlined in What Colour Is Your Parachute, um, Richard Bowles recommends networking to find the person with authority to hire you uh, instead of sending out hundreds of random resumes. And networking builds your social capital. Um, the more people you know and the better your connections, the more likely it is that they might be able to help you find a more suitable position. 
um, you don't want to be reaching out to someone you haven't spoken with for ages um, and especially only to discover that things aren't any better there anyway. That's right, Denise. So instead, we should make a list of the key people who we know that are working in compatible areas. For instance, if you're currently working with the state government, consider people who might be doing similar types of work in local or federal government. Then start reaching out to them. But instead of making it all about you and your predicament, focus on them and what's happening for them. Ask probing questions to better understand their situation and how they're feeling about it. Yeah, that's good, John. Ask if there's anything you can do to help them, such as introducing them to one of your contacts, perhaps. Then bring the conversation around to you and share how things are going for you. Hopefully, by the end of the conversation, it will have been mutually beneficial. But don't leave it there. Make a note in your calendar to catch up with them in, say, two or three months' time, when you can perhaps um, go even deeper in your conversation. Um, this is what builds rapport and trust. Think about your transferable skills, uh, things like project management or facilitation. While you might have been using them in your context of, say, agriculture, you might just be able to use them in mining or natural resource management. Yes, that's right, Denise. And by scanning the environment and keeping in touch with people, you might decide to initiate change yourself. When I worked in government, I did this a few times as I could see things were just going to get worse in my position. Mostly, I just applied for jobs that interested me, but on a couple of occasions, I used a different approach. I'd set up a meeting with the manager of a group that I wanted to work in and then pitched a proposal on how they could benefit from my being part of their team. The manager already knew me and my track record as I'd been informally networking with them. I know in government, you usually just wait for positions to be advertised and then apply, but I went in on the front foot like this twice and was successful both times. Each time they arranged for my position to be transferred into their group, and I didn't even need to go through a formal selection process. It's a bit unusual, but I mention it as an example of trying different approaches. That's really cool to hear, John. Um, and those are some suggestions on how to be pro proactive. But what if it's an unchosen change? You maybe you've just been told your position is being terminated. Um, this can be terrible news and very difficult to take. Sometimes there is no way to know that this is coming. Take COVID-19, for example. No one really saw that freight train approaching us until it hit us. Um, most likely then you'll go through these five stages. Stage one, denial. You're shocked and stunned. You react by denying the change and its effects. Um, stage two, self-justification. You experience strong feelings of anger, depression, hurt, and resentment. You just want to blame someone. Stage three, acceptance. You start to face the reality of the change. And even though you don't like it, you start to accept the decision. Stage four, exploration. You start looking at options and taking responsibility your thinking becomes more positive. Stage five, resolution. You're keen to make the changes work in constructive ways. You get on with it and try to make the most of it. That's good, Denise. And I came across the chosen and unchosen change model several years ago 
when it was being used by the Building Rural Leaders program in DPI. That, however, has since finished and, well, I can't find anywhere that they've published it. These stages, however, are similar to the ones that patients with terminal illnesses go through, as detailed by the psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross in her 1969 book On Death and Dying. It's easy to get stuck on either of the first two stages. In fact, many people cycle between them, spiralling into depression and a sense of hopelessness. When this is happening to you, it's hard, but you need to work through those tough emotions and accept that it probably is terrible what's happening to you. Feel the grief and the pain. Yeah, definitely, John. Blame others and rant and rave, but then drag yourself out of the abyss and accept that it's happened and there's nothing you can do about that. Um, force yourself to move on and accept the reality of the situation. You definitely don't have to like it, but you do need to accept that it's happened and be ready to move on. Just remember that what you did as a job doesn't define you as a person. You are much more than that. Oh, that is so true, Denise. And let me just say that when you're stuck in the first two stages, it can be a horrible place to be. If you recognize yourself being here and struggle to move on, please consider reaching out to others who might be able to assist you work through it. This is where counsellors and psychologists come into their own and can just ask the right series of questions to help nudge us onto the next stage. Yeah, you should then be ready to start exploring options. But to start with, it's good to be aware of your strengths and abilities. And often those around us can see these better than we can um, and can offer good suggestions. Sometimes we're just not aware of the things that we're good at, um, which is referred to as unconscious competence. Um, you do it without thinking. If you're not aware of your strengths, then it's something you really ought to explore further. I'm reminded of a great book I read many years ago, Now Discover Your Strengths by Marcus Buckingham and Donald Clifton. It was published back in 2001, and then in 2007, it was significantly revised and updated with a new title, Strengths Finder 2.0, and a new author, Tom Rath. I really like its focus on positive psychology, where you look at what you're good at and focus on how to improve that, rather than focusing on your weaknesses and trying to improve them. For example, if your child comes home from school with their report card, what do you focus on? The A's and B's or the D's and E's? Positive psychologists say that you should focus on the A's and B's as they show natural talent that can be further improved with knowledge and skills. It's better to maximize your strengths rather than fixing your weaknesses. Yes, and John, when you buy the StrengthsFinder 2.0 book, it includes a one-off code to access a website where you answer a heap of questions. Um, it takes about 30 minutes, but it then analyzes your responses and identifies your top five strengths. For example, my top five strengths are connectedness, input, empathy, intellection, and belief. Um, the book then outlines various strategies you can use to further develop and strengthen these. Oh, that's interesting, Denise. Uh, so mine are analytical, learner, discipline, deliberative, and maximizer. So anyway, back to the story. By talking with others and maybe reading that book, you'll be more aware of your strengths. Be creative and jot down different ideas. 
maybe make a mind map to tease out different options. But don't just do this by yourself. Start getting out and meeting with people again and get their ideas. It'd probably do you well to be socially active at this stage, as often in the earlier stages of unchosen change, we tend to crawl back into our shells and minimize interaction with the outside world. Yeah, because you then need to start exploring some of these options and see where they may lead. And remember that you don't have to accept the first offer that comes your way, but it may lead to something else that is even better. Um, and be patient. Um, these things usually take longer than we expect and can involve a lot of dead ends. An extra resource you might find useful is the recent book, In the Loop of a Flourishing Career, in which Catherine Street covers how you can work on, not just in, your career. She also outlines how you can increase your chances of success in the selection process. She distributes a handy e-bulletin bi-weekly and you can see past topics and sign up for it over on her People Flourishing blog. Great tip, John. Um, and so there you go. These are our thoughts about finding a new job opportunity. And sadly, many people are having to go through this at the moment. So hopefully something we've mentioned might be helpful. Uh, what would be helpful, though, is for you to add your thoughts and ideas over on the blog post. Share with us what's worked for you um, and what advice might you share with someone looking for a job at the moment. All the best until we meet again. Thank you.